Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This is your host, Jared Prugar. And let's talk about the Lawn Boys. There's no... It's Jawan Sider's world, and we're living in it. The recruiting aspect. Penn State's now the number two ranked class in the country once again. Behind, of course, Ohio State. Go figure. But we'll get to that here in the second segment when we talk about the future uh, of running backs at, at Penn State. Penn State has been known for its running backs of late. You know, obviously it's not Kurt Warner or Kajanik Harder or Larry Johnson, but we're seeing a resurgence in it being running the running backs in the running back room at Penn State. We had Saquon Barkley, who if you've seen his Twitter recently, I don't know what he feeds his calves, but they look like full-grown men. Um, but you had him. You have Miles Sanders both in the league now. You know, in the same division with with Barkley in the Giants and Sanders with the Eagles. So they're both playing the NFC East. Now you've got a boatload of talent here at the collegiate level with Penn State. Now last year, it, the running game struggled to get off the ground. You know, Noah Kane gets hurt. Journey Brown gets, you know, he's, he's unable to participate. We find that out later in the, in the training camp process. His, he loses his season. And Journey Brown was an incredible running back who I thought – could have very well been the next Sanders and drafted in the NFL. Um, but it's one of those things, you know, health obviously comes first and foremost to any any player, any person's life over the game of football or, or anything of that nature. So it was Noah Caden's world and we were living in it, and then he gets hurt in the first drive against Indiana. Then it was back to some to to some freshmen with Kevon Lee and Keziah Holmes, and they struggled. They struggled at times, and the offensive line in front of them did not do much to help. Did not do much to help, you know, and that's a position group that we've talked about multiple times, both on the site and in the uh, on podcasts about the lack of help that the Nittany Lions had up front. Um, but then they turned it on, and that's when Penn State started to turn the season around. You know, Kevon Lee, I thought, made himself look like he was the feature back. Keziah Holmes didn't do a bad job either. I thought he did uh, excellent, and they were both true freshmen. So they were both true freshmen and playing and getting up to speed. And when that happens, you know, that's a recipe. It could be for disaster. And and luckily for Penn State, they turned it around. So, you know, you have those guys. And that's huge, too. Um, but when you look at that, you know, there's a lot. And then you also have Devin Ford in the fold. 
Um, and it's, you know, it's a great problem to have when you have all of that depth. Now, you know, in a perfect world, you would see, I would say, let's say, Kevon Lee is, is one, one B right now because I think that he's better than Keziah Holmes, and I think he's better than Devin Ford. I think Devin Ford kind of ends up the odd man out in an unfortunate series of events. But you, you get Noah Kane back, and Noah Kane has looked incredible as far as how he's looked physically, you know, in, in pictures on the Twitter sphere. It's <laughs> if he's healthy, like that's obviously a great situation for Penn State. So I think that Noah Kane's gonna be the one A back. You know, Kevon Lee is going to be 1B, and I think they're going to use them in a multitude of different ways. Obviously, in the backfield, but also out wide in the passing game. And if you can just have some quick dump-offs to, to Lee or Kane and, and use their hands and use their ability to catch the ball and get them out in space, I think that's an excellent way to use those running backs in Mike Yurcich's offense. And then you've also got to throw in John Lovett, who was a uh, transfer from Baylor, a graduate transfer from Baylor, who they got early on in the process, early on in this offseason. You've also got... Like I said, Devin Ford. That's an you know Devin Ford's not no slouch either at running back. He's got probably one of the, probably the most experience um, out of many of those guys. You know as a as a as a true junior, right? You know obviously COVID screws up a little bit of eligibility, but he would be a, going into his true junior year um, with this season. You know it's it's a good problem to have when you have depth, and it, it's a good problem to have when you have quality depth. Those guys could all start and be significant factors for a multitude of different teams throughout the Big Ten and throughout the country uh, at their position. You know, we can't forget about Tank Smith. Tank Smith's, just, you know, obviously low man on the totem pole in this depth chart, but he's got some he's got some life in those legs and in his build as well. Now, listen, I don't think that Tank Smith's going to get an extensive amount of playing time with the people that are in front of him, but you know, they're going to be used in a multitude of different ways, and they need to be. You know, but Cider is a, Cider's an excellent coach. Cider is, has done it at Florida. He's done it at Marshall. He's done it, you know, every stop that he's gone, he's had success. And I don't know what his ceiling might be. I always thought that Ricky Ronnie's ceiling was an offensive coordinator, and now he's the head coach at Old Dominion. So I don't want to put a ceiling on Jawan Cider, but his recruiting skills are outmatched, um, you know, or, or not, or, or can't be outdone. And, and what he's done in, in the recruiting aspect at Penn State, you know, I, I think – is is very favorable for the Nittany Lions, obviously. But he's, you know, and like I said, we'll talk about this in the second segment. You know, he's putting his impact and his stamp on this program in a big way. So I think that's excellent. But the guys that he coaches are going to be really solid. Now, this is if I if I were James Franklin and Yursich and Cider, you know, the way that I would have the depth chart right now, you know, without seeing John Lovett too much, without seeing how these guys have have recovered, you know. My, my 1A and 1B are Kevon Lee and Noah Kane, and I think those are interchangeable. Um, you know, they're both, say what you want, they're both, they've both got experience. Now Kevon Lee with that, with that freshman year. Noah Kane, obviously coming off of an injury, it's it, how does he recover? How has he recovered? Will he be the same back that he was before? Physically, he looks like he's in good shape. Obviously, we haven't seen him with pads on. That starts next month. But it's just going to be one of those situations where I think they can use them interchangeably. And then I think, you know, Keziah Holmes has got to be a factor as well. He, neither of those guys between Lee and Holmes did anything wrong to get their starting position or their roles taken away from last year. It's just Noah Kane is healthy. Devin Ford is healthy. You know, I think Devin Ford ends up being the third back behind Kane and, and Lee. And I think, honestly, you could you could easily say Keziah Holmes is going to be uh, 2A with Ford 2B. But 
they go out and get a guy like John Lovett in that experience in in the character that he's shown. And obviously, you know, Penn State's going to have a situation where um, they, they, if they're bringing him in, I think they're, he's going to play. I think he's going to be a third down back. Um, you know, he's six foot two ten, and you know he's done well. He did well at Baylor, and that's a situation where you've got a guy with experience. It's going to help a rather young locker room. You know, they added 30 freshmen last year, and when you have a guy like Lovett come in and kind of be a leader in the locker room, if that's what they expect him to be, that's a good situation as well. And it's going to be good in that room too because you look at, you know, Penn State on their website, the the positions and the, the classes are like they progressed as normal. If they have a plus, it's because they have the extra year. Uh, and that will be tacked on towards the end. So you have Noah Kane, uh, who is a junior. You have John Lovett, who is a senior or graduate senior. You have Kevon Lee and, and Keziah Holmes, who are sophomores. And then you've also got Devin Ford um, as a junior. You also have Tank Smith as a redshirt sophomore. Um, obviously, Tank Smith, Penn Hills product. I don't think he's going to be a, a big-time factor. But when you have guys ahead of him like Ford, Holmes, uh, Kevon Lee, and, and the like, that's a good problem to have. Um, so like I said, I think Kevon Lee and Noah Kane split the carries to start. And I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the game goes, who, who they can use in the passing game, who's got the best hands. Um, it's just one of those situations where if they are able to, to stay healthy, it's a great problem to have. And it just goes to show you what Penn State needs and what they, you know, what they're trying to build. It's that comp- competition. You see it every day when Penn State posts something on Twitter. Their their core values: compete, sacrifice, and and you know, listen, these guys are sacrificing because this depth is is absurd. You know, you have like I, I rattled off four or five names that could easily be the feature back if they wanted them to be. So that's a good problem to have. But you know, the compete level, it, they're going to push each other to get better. They're going to push each other on the field, in the weight room. It, that competition is good as well. You know, when you have, it's not always about the ones and twos. It's about the threes and fours. You know, last year they needed their threes and fours. You know, Holmes and Lee came in the, to the depth chart at three and four in the first the first depth chart produced. And then by the end of the season, they were one and two. And that's how quickly it changed. You know, week one, week two. And, and, and then, you know, Ford gets hurt as well. And it's just a situation where, hey, now it, it's their it's their the keys to the uh, to the running back room are in their hands with with um, with Noah Kane now and, and with Ford and obviously you throw in John Lovett and I think it's you know just one of those situations where you know Penn State's gonna roll a guy out there every down and how how are they gonna use him and they have options and options are never ever a bad thing when it comes to running backs you know keeping them fresh for that late season run that Penn State needs and wants to go on uh, to, to get back to reality, to get back to the season that they're used to having. Four and five is not a Penn State season. It's not a James Franklin season. It's I think it's kind of an anomaly based on a multitude of factors last season. But the running backs, I don't think there are going to be any problems as long as they stay healthy. But when we come back in the second segment, we're going to talk about some running backs that they're going to be adding to the running back room next year that Jawan Siders had a big hand in going out and and getting uh, in the last few weeks and in the last few months during the recruiting process.
Welcome back to the final segment of the We Are Podcast and the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. We talk about Jawan Sider like he is this kind of recruiting guru, and he is. You know, the, the, the job and the body of work that he's done since he's gotten to Penn State has been incredible. And we'll get to that here towards the end, but I want to talk about a couple guys that Penn State has landed this month. You know, they're up to eight recruits, I believe it is now, um, this month alone. And... You know, when that happens, that's obviously good. But they just, it, it's just the quality. It's the quality of the recruit that they're getting. It's the quality and that depth that I talk about in the first and that competition level. You know, when you recruit guys like this, it's it's big time, right? So, like, so looking at, at, at some of the composite rankings, um, Penn State right now is number two in the country recruiting-wise, right? They, they've landed two running backs in this cycle alone. So they've got Nicholas Singleton, who rec- who committed July sixth, and then the big guy, and he's he's composite four star, um, second in the state of uh, Pennsylvania, fifth in his position, and ranked seventy seventh nationally. Um, he was six foot two ten, fits the mold of Penn State running backs that they got. They're all between five ten and six one, and around that two ten two twenty kind of area. And then they got Katron Allen, who recru- who committed on uh, July 16th. Another four-star guy, highly ranked, 18th in the state of Florida. He's out of the IMG Academy, uh, 10th in his position, uh, nationally ranked, 132nd, according to uh, 24-7 Sports. And the guy that recruited them heavily was Jawan Sider. He's the running backs coach at Penn State, you know, um, but getting guys like that, four-star guys, obviously when we get, and I've said this multiple times, and I will say this until I'm purple, once they get to campus, stars don't matter. Um, but, you know, getting guys that are highly ranked, and they're both, at the at the very least, could end up uh, five stars by the time it's all said and done. But they're both guys that Penn State goes out and gets big time. You know, Singleton was recruited by former Penn State head coach Bill O'Brien, who's at Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas A&M. Wisconsin were some of the big time guys, and he picked Penn State. You know, you you look at the body of work of Jawan Sider and and just what he's been able to do, and it's just a situation where, you know, those guys are are going to be dogs. And and he's not just focused on running backs. He he handles a lot of the offensive stuff, a lot of the offensive recruiting. Um, but you know, he's a guy that went out and got Noah Kane, helped get Devin Ford. Singleton, um, Allen, you know, those are, those are some big time guys to go out and get. Um, and I think that's a big, it's a good problem to have, but you know, those are highly ranked guys. They're all four stars. Uh, and then he's also been a big factor in Alex Birchmeyer, uh, an interior lineman who Penn State got for the class of 2023. So they're, they're hitting the ground running on 2022 with the month of July, but they're also hitting 2023 as well. And this is exactly what they've needed for Penn State. You know, last year, the 2021 class is kind of, eh. And, you have, you know, obviously Lonnie White gets drafted by the Pirates. You know, we talk about signability, whether he's going to come back to Penn State. And I think it's kind of leaning towards the baseball aspect of it. But it just wasn't an overwhelming class. It was okay. But when you have 30 freshmen and you don't lose a lot of guys um, as seniors or, or to the NFL or graduate early, you don't have a lot of room for anybody. So, I mean, that's a that's an issue as well. But, you know, you look at, like I said, Singleton, Ford, Kane, Catron, Allen. Um, you know, it's he, he also recruited Kyle Pitts 
uh, to Florida. And the guys that he's getting, Keziah Holmes, um, it's it's a great it, – it, Kevon Lee even. You know, we talk about, you know, all these guys. And then it's Zane Durant, Brenton Strange. You know, Cider's area is, is Florida in the southeast. And he's doing a, doing one heck of an impressive job um, getting those guys there. And, you know, when, that's, when you have guys like Cider on your staff, it's a great problem to have. Keeping him and keeping him happy, I think, is paramount. Like I said, I don't necessarily know his his ceiling, uh, but Penn State is is forever indebted to what he's doing as a running backs coach and what he's doing on the recruiting field. Because you know, if you get guys like they're getting, that it's going to pay off. And you know, it might not happen overnight. It might not happen week one against Wisconsin. It might not happen week two. Week three, week four, but you know that it's just building and developing and getting those guys to the league, getting those guys to play at the next level, to play at an elite level, is how Penn State is going to have to get to compete nationally. And when they had, you know, a two-headed monster in Sanders and Barkley, that's a good. <laughs> Obviously, they did a lot of great things. You know, they go to the, one of the most explosive Rose Bowls of all time. You know, Big Ten champions. That's what Penn State needs to get back to. That's how they get back to that elite level because in that 2023-2024, you know, area, guess what? There's going to be an expanded playoff. Penn State's always been on the outside looking in. And Penn State needs to take that jump. They need to make that jump if they want to be the upper echelon in the country. And I think, you know, with the with the way that the program is trending, that should not be as big of an issue as it was maybe going into this this past season and 2020 season, or even what it seemed like during the middle of that season as Penn State was uh, hitting the skids and, and just in a bad spot um, as a as a team and, and, and everywhere else. So, you know, getting guys and keeping guys like Cider, I think, is, is, is paramount to their success moving forward, but it's paramount to their success now, or two, because they've got to continue to develop once they get to campus. Once they step foot on campus, like I said, the stars don't matter. But you got to go out and, and get those guys and, and develop them once they get to campus. And he's done a great job. He got, obviously, Lee and Holmes up to speed and, and integrated into the offense sooner rather than I'm sure he or James Franklin wanted to last season. But he he managed to get it, and, and guess what? It, it's worked out. Now they have options, and now they have depth and quality depth at the running back position, which I think is going to be one of the strongest suits uh, for the Nittany Lions in the 2021 season. Um, as they look to get back to to the postseason, get back to a bowl game, and get back to to where they truly want to go, and that would be, I would imagine that's going to be the college football playoff. Now they've got a, that's not going to be an easy trek. They've got Auburn, they've got Wisconsin first game of the year, they've got to play at Ohio State. They're hosting Michigan. It, it's it's not going to be an easy trek, but if these guys can stay developed and Sean Clifford can play competent quarterback, it's a great problem to have, and I think Penn State. You know, might find themselves at ten and two. Um, I expect them, I think, to either be nine and three or ten and two. But it, it's going to depend on how that the start of the season goes. And it, and if the running game is there, it's going to open up the passing game. And if the passing game is there and and, and competent, it's going to open up that offense and let Yursich really, really dial in and, and zero in on what he wants to do and what he needs to do uh, to have success offensively, which is what Penn State is looking to get back to. But until then, this has been Jared Prugar. I greatly appreciate you tuning in to the We Are Podcast and the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Please take a minute to subscribe, rate, review, whatever you got to do to make this work. 
I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Have a great week and stay out of trouble.